Happy New Year. Welcome to episode 67 of Vague Zone. I'm Thomas. And I am Daniel. And today we are talking about the 2007 Japanese animated film Evangelion 1.0 You Are Not Alone by Hideko Anno. Uh, Daniel, would you like to read us the IMDb synopsis? Sure. The fate of the world is threatened by seemingly monstrous entities known as angels. Nerve is an organization set up to counter this threat, and it is up to young pilots to protect Earth. But exactly what are the real motives behind Nerve? Love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Daniel, you uh, chose this franchise. Um, What is your history with the Evangelion franchise, and why did you pick it? Why did you pick this this sort of rebuild film for us to uh, talk about? Yeah, so I watched the series in college, um, and... I, it's it's gonna be hard to talk about this. Um, yeah, my history with it is that I watched the series in college and I remember getting to the end and really loving the way the show ended. I was kind of like half paying attention throughout most of the series, but then when we got to the end, I really loved the way it ended. Yeah. Um, it was like nothing I'd seen before. And I'm not a big anime person, uh, but I've seen this and I've seen a handful of others and uh, I, there, there was a movie called um, End of Evangelion yes. that came out as sort of a conclusion to the series. And because I guess a lot of fans were upset with the way the show had ended. And because I was pretty happy with the way the show had ended, I had never bothered to watch End of Evangelion until uh, probably like 10 years later. <laughs> um, and I got to see it in theaters. And oh, I really regret that I didn't... Uh, that I'd put it off for so long because it's incredible. Um, and so I'm hoping that what this film, uh, this rebuild is getting to is going to be as much of a payoff. I've been really curious to check these out and to see if they uh, do do a good job of like concisely telling the story because you're you're dealing with way less content. Uh, you're not dealing with, you know, I, I think it was like a 30 episode series or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been really curious to visit these, and uh, I'm really curious to know what you're gonna think of this. Do, do, have you watched Evangelion before? Yeah, so I think yeah, I think it's a 26 episode series, and then mm-hmm. one of those episodes is like a traditional anime, just full on recap. Like halfway through, there's like, oh, we're just gonna just give you a full on recap, and then yeah, at the end, it gets a little heady. It starts off pretty like. Um, pretty straightforward. It is like a very abstract kind of show dealing with religious themes and mech stuff and government intervention and all this yeah, kind of conspiracy. All this, it's like a, a yeah, it's like your classic like the world is ending and it's a lot of stuff kind of put on the shoulders of a teenager. And then yeah, it ends in a really psychedelic kind of heady way. And I have to admit, I don't really remember much about the ending. I watched end of evangelion uh fairly uh fairly drunk inside of a hotel room so i could definitely okay. say I, I watched that movie but i don't remember it at all but yeah um my friend daniel uh, from korea is a big fan of this franchise and I taught, he was really really excited for the new one that came out uh last year in 2021 yeah. and so yeah it's really curious that like that yeah, it's still kind of going on and yeah, I can say that I don't really like uh, understand all, all of the like show or everything. I like that, absolutely but I, do. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's such a treat to watch, and it's like it's just like a lot of fun just to see kind of like a more like mature kind of Gundam idea, and like a I don't know, is it it takes a lot of 
mech kind of themes and aesthetics and sort of turns them up it really goes hardcore with like the religious themes and just like kind of just dealing with these really big abstract ideas and like a lot of crosses and just like really big battles and just like evolving enemies and this i don't know the the, the themes are are really uh, compelling and so it's a lot of it's just a really great anime and yeah there's just a lot to love and yeah, I'm a big Shin Godzilla fan because you sort of introduced that to me, and yeah. it sort of circles back around because there's some music from Evangelion that was used mm-hmm. in Shin Godzilla, and so seeing it here is almost like a little bit more appropriate. It made me feel quite at home watching them uh, sort of organize their like uh, nation, national, like nationwide sort of efforts to fight off these angels, and it's just like such a massive undertaking, and just like the pounding drums and the music is just like gets you pumped. Where there's like yeah. <laughs> All right, Tokyo Three's going underground, and we're about to put a teenager inside the Ava. So shit's about to go down. So yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm happy you chose it. Yeah, I was like fully. I, I so I watched this two nights ago, and I was like fully engaged with it. Um, I think one of the weaker parts of this movie is that it feels very incomplete. It feels very much like a part one of a larger story. Um, it doesn't really feel like there's a beginning, middle, and end here. Um, and so yeah, I think that um, kind of inhibits it. I, yeah, go ahead. I had a question for you, actually. I was, okay, for someone, say someone had never seen Evangelion anything. They're a fan of anime. They like the medium. They've never seen Evangelion. Would you give them the show first or would you give them this movie first? I think I'm, I'm going to have to finish watching all four of these movies before I can really answer that. Because okay. uh, like it feels like a recap of what I remember from the beginning. There's some yeah, stuff in yeah. here that I... I <laughs> I don't quite remember. Um, I feel like we spent a little bit more time with like um, Misato, like going around doing her uh, stuff at Nerve. Uh, yeah. That I don't. I don't know. It feels yeah. So some of the differences here, I feel like Shinji in the show is way more annoying. He's way more of like a angsty brat. Uh, here, yeah. it feels like he's a little more hopeful uh, that he is kind of getting some confidence from piloting the Eva, uh, even though he's like. Uh, it's it's tearing him up. It's causing him a lot of anguish and despair. Yeah. There's when he goes against Masato's orders and uh, defeats the angel. There's a moment where he smiles because he like tells her like, "What does it matter? It worked out anyway." Um, and that feels like a very different character to me. Yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of taking some pride in this. He's drawing upon uh you know, his friends at school who are, like, rooting him on for... He's drawing upon that to, like, persevere. I don't really remember that in the show. I feel like in the show he was pretty much just whining the whole time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like, I want to be fair to the show because I I feel like I just don't remember, so I can't really say... Yeah, I don't really remember full With, like, full confidence. I feel like it also takes a lot more artistic liberties with just bouncing around and how it just tells a narrative because... like just as an example of how this presents these narratives completely differently in the show okay there's this whole build up the angel arrives this is grotesque figures fucking up tokyo it's blowing stuff up Mm -hmm. and nerve is trying to react to it it it, is this big build up to misato like just uh, basically telling uh shinji to get inside of this eva to pilot it to to basically defend the city and his dad is there just like hey like i chose you this is all on you right now get in or get out 
get in or get out yeah then the battle like it, we get like a little bit of the battle the ava like snaps his uh, like snaps his arm pins him against the wall and then it ends the episode basically cuts yeah. off and then episode two starts we get a little bit of the fight and then it cuts to shinji inside of the hospital and then we get this whole sequence of misato drinking and pen pen my boy yeah, hanging out like, we, we, we we get all this kind of like brevity Which feels stuff. like it's yeah. basically one-to-one with what i remember from the show like i still yeah. remember the shot of her like taking that huge swig of beer and then, yeah, like yeah. letting out this crazy like i guess relaxed moan i don't know what you yeah. would call like what she does yeah and then like the night the gag with the beer can and then she picks up the beer yeah, can and it's a small yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> uh, hiding his little his little peen behind but yeah um but yeah just to go back to the point i was like yeah we sort of take a detour and bounce around and then get the end of the battle at the end of episode two but here in this movie is sort of we just go straight in and we're sort of just yeah, we're just just, knocking off he, yeah angels. he just he just gets pounded in like he just gets annihilated in that first fight and i think it's a lot more effective because it sort of really sells the point that yeah it's like he is like physically linked to this machine this piece of machinery or whatever it is he has no idea how to like really comprehend what is going on or how it works but he's just put on the battlefield and proceeds to get just completely stomped and it's excruciating that first fight is always like really painful to watch yeah and I don't know, I think there's something about, like, breaking away from episodic and seeing them take on these angels, angel after angel within yeah. one movie. I think it kind of drives that home a little more, like, his connection with the Ava, and that this is, like, a very painful experience for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you're just, it's just back to back to back, like, him getting fucking feeling like he's being torn apart <laughs> like it's really cool when you see like all the veins in his arms when the arm is being yeah uh, broken like yeah yeah I, like there's just so much like more detail i feel like uh, the number is like something 150 extra frames or something like that added and like this entire thing is rebuilt from scratch like yeah. i was reading like the whole production thing and like they were trying to do a process of capturing the older images but at some point they just said fuck it we're just gonna completely build it all from scratch and then include 3d animation and like newer sequences and i don't know we, like there's some parts of this where i felt kind of overwhelmed because there's just like so much information and so, sort of things kind of happening on screen which is like the the techno babble of like the like all of the aspects of the ava being at like the yeah. best possible capacity that they can be in order for him to like it's just like such a complex process like in in gundam like oh like a guy gets inside of a machine and flies around but in this it's like there's like a whole process that eva is cooling inside of liquid we put shinji inside of a pod that goes inside of a tube that goes into the back of the eva's neck it fills up with some sort of weird oxygen lcl oxygen yeah like it's just stuff. so elaborate and intense that yeah it's just like the this, eva it, has a plug yeah <laughs> like, it's, like, it it's, it's like a neural link between them like it's just like such an elaborate and the suit is uh, even a thing yeah. because they're surprised the first time he gets in it that he's able to like have such a severe connection without a suit like yeah yeah yeah, so uh, what do you think about, like, just those sequences and kind of having all of those vamped up a lot? Um, so it's it's interesting watching Shin Godzilla and then watching this because so much of this is just people yelling, looking at, like, computer screens and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, maybe that's kind of, like, something he's really into is just, like, what is all this stuff happening behind the scenes? And how do we make that feel just as important to the action the like physical fist fighting action that is happening elsewhere yeah um, yeah because yeah it's just people ye screaming at each other looking at screens that are all like 
you know, turning red and alarming. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Gauges going all crazy and everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, Everything's yeah, there was breaking. Like, yeah, there was a, a line in the Wikipedia. I think he said like he explicitly told like one of his animators or like a director to treat the machinery and the poles like their characters. And so there's just like bit like just like the mobilization of tokyo 3 to just like to get like batteries and energy to the ava and to get all of the humans inside of like their like uh evacuation pod like just like going underground it's just like this huge like global massive like like just thing like this organic sort of like process that just like is very hypnotic because there's just so many parts and moving pieces to yeah, it that you kind of see like, lost a machine, it. Yeah, you like, like the shield lost. coming out of the ground to protect him at one point and it's like how how many shields do they have all over this place <laughs> yeah, yeah there's just so much stuff like um, so many fucking things another gun to, to... being shot up from the ground for him to go run and grab and um, yeah there's just so many yeah so many fucking great things and yeah i just love seeing just the ava fight and do do fight and just do do anime stuff like it's just really cool like just the the designs are just a lot of fun like what you think about kind of yeah i think you sort of mentioned that you enjoy seeing like the ava fights kind of happen like in procession but what do you think about the uh the big climactic one between our uh i think it's the sixth angel like the sort of geometric the pr- shape sort of prism thing yeah yeah it's just fucking gnarly <laughs> i mean it's yeah it's cool how like diverse they all are and that this one is just like a geometrical shape like it doesn't feel like an organic entity it's just like a large crystal and then it starts drilling down into the ground like that's that's one thing i really like is that like the angels aren't just fighting aren't just trying to destroy the city i I mean the angels yeah they're not just trying to destroy the city they're not just trying to fight the avas they're like actually trying to destroy nerve like they're going for the center of nerve um but like this whole thing the lore in this movie is so complicated to me and I, I have such a yeah. hard time grasping it. Like, so I'm going to ask you a question that I feel like should be easy to answer. Yeah. I'm hoping it is. And that I just, I'm, I'm missing it. Where do the angels come from? Um, space. <laughs> um, like, isn't I don't this, doesn't that seem pretty important? Like they're fighting these angels and it's like, I don't know where the fuck these things come from. Like, what are yeah. they? Um, yeah no we don't get that sort of clear answer i was gonna say yeah like as far as uh introducing someone new to this franchise this would be a like a cold bucket of water of like evangelion lore because it just like it's a lot of fighting a lot of information and then yeah like halfway through with like shinji gets taken down we get to see the the big one pinned to the cross yeah yeah see lilith then it's just like what the fuck is going on there it's got like human legs on the bottom yeah the whole lilith thing is incredible because it's like it's it, it's just like oh shit like it was already hard to, it was already kind of hard at grasping like what the fuck was going on now there's a fucking angel yeah. called <laughs> lilith underground and like they say something about like isn't there something about like how it's it comes from like there's like the seed of life or something like that like are humans do humans mm-hmm. come from lilith is that what's going on i, bl- I think and, that like the there, angels not, came yeah. from something else uh, I think that line's there, but I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you too much detail about it. I need to go back and, yeah, this is one of those films where I like upon finishing it, as soon as the credits roll, I was like, well, I can't wait to watch that again with a closer lens, <laughs> yeah, of, like because like yeah, like visual because when like when you first watch it, it's just like it's just so gorgeous to watch. It's just like you kind of just get washed over in all of just like the the gorgeousness of the animation. I was like, this is like a Miyazaki film, and it's you just, get like, caught up is, in the character drama. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, okay, this is a show about Shinji and about him overcoming this blocker that is preventing him from feeling comfortable piloting these Avas. Um, 
It's also about him and his relationship with his father and this weird relationship that his father has with Ray. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just I just Masato looked it up. Yeah. I just looked it up, and uh, so Masato shows him Lilith and explains that if an angel were to unite with Lilith, it would cause the third impact. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know what the second impact is, but or yeah, but I know it's bad. The second, I think, the second <laughs> impact is when half of all life was killed. Um, so I think that's when old Tokyo was destroyed. Yeah. Uh, but then also, like, I think I heard somewhere that the first impact may have been what destroyed the dinosaurs. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Maybe that hasn't been revealed yet. See, that's the thing. It's like I feel like I have to watch all four of these movies to really understand what the fuck is going on here. Like, I don't think this yeah. functions really well as a, as a first, as just a movie. Um, Oh, I think it does. Really? Okay. Tell me. About I mean, that. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> I, I, I think it does because it's, it, I don't know. I, the, I, if I'm looking abstractly or sort of t- zooming out a little bit, okay, we have a the beginning point of Shinji not being involved in this at all to Shinji being, uh, eager to pilot the Ava to the point where he sort of developed this sort of relationship with Ray and then it, like, kind of it reminded me almost of like a neo and shinity kind of thing where they're both he like he gets brought into this world and she's kind of like mentoring him in a little bit of a little bit of a sense but just beating that third angel and it felt like a good kind of stopping point at least for me where it's like okay like this is like he is sort of passing these uh tests he's sort of passing these like little like challenges that he's he is now an ava pilot he is not just a boy who is resistant to it he is like he has maybe accepted. Do we feel that he's accepted his duty by the end of this? Yeah, that's how I feel. And knowing where the show continues to go and like just the trajectory of like at least because this is like the first six episodes, everything like following episode six to the end of the show and even the end of Evangelion gets a little bit more broad. And so I think it's a nice snug ending point before more characters get introduced and more other themes and ideas get introduced. And so I, I don't know it, as a movie, it works for me because it, it, it's really gorgeous. It's a lot of fun. We have like a really nice climactic fight at the end. And I don't know, it's a good, like just a pause moment before the uh, war just gets completely out of hand. And the way this ends though, is with this sort of like, it's kind of like a cliffhanger where it's like, we're alluding to bigger things to come, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Uh, a boy coming out of what looks like a coffin or something yeah. on uh on the moon <laughs> or somewhere in space yeah as far and... as like answering questions now but yeah it's yeah like, it's like what the fuck now what the fuck is this it's like it's a good place <laughs> to stop this guy? before Who's more that questions <laughs> there's another lilith looking thing over here he yeah. calls he calls it the third one or whatever yeah i'm yeah i'm fascinated by that like tribunal we get more of it in the show where it's like uh, uh, shinji akari his dad i think that is that is named Shinji Gendo. Akari. Gendo, uh, Shinji's yeah. the boy. But. Shinji Gendo. So Gendo Akari is kind of talking to this like tribunal of like just pillars, and like, like we get a little bit more of that. And then there's another. And they scene talk about this. the Human Instrumentality Project, where it's like, okay, well, what is the Human Instrumentality yeah. Project? Is this something I need to remember? Because <laughs> like we flash like on the screen, like what is the logo of the Human Instru- Instrumentality yeah, yeah. Project? Very quickly. Uh, yeah i don't know but yeah it, it, you you do have a lot of valid points where it, there's just so many questions that get kind of thrown at you that it doesn't yeah. it doesn't really satisfy any of those but i think as far as just looking at where shinji starts and where they kind of pause at i'm like okay it's good if you want to get off the evangelion ride it's a good part to, to get off before it gets too deep <laughs> i feel like this would have so like when did the the show come out evangelion 95 the 90s, right 
Yeah. So we weren't, hmm. Because I feel like this would have been a, a fantastic show to watch when, like, the internet was a thing. <laughs> I think 95, yeah. it was still, like, pretty young. But, like, I feel like this would have been a cool thing to, like, be on message boards talking about and being like, okay, well, what the fuck is going on with this? Um, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah ultimately what i what i remember really liking about the show was when it just became about the psychology of the characters uh and it kind of shed the skin of all of these other trappings of like all of the ava stuff and nerve stuff and angel stuff um all that stuff it was no longer pertinent um and i think that was probably very frustrating for a lot of people because that's what they were interested in um and so trying to approach this with a with fresh eyes with just this movie i'm just like what is going on yeah it's so funny thinking about just the the show because there's a, a term floating around online where it's like uh i think hideaki ano envisioned it as like uh, at least in the earlier days, it's like, oh, it's like a Sailor Moon, but with robots. So it's like, it's just more like yeah. they're going to be like, like, just like teenagers kind of like, you know, have their own like respected colors, kind of like Power Rangers vibes inside of these huge machines. But yeah, then it turns into this really cerebral, spiritual, yeah. like exploration of like, yeah, responsibility and just and like, like yeah. the subjectivity of reality. And stuff yeah, like yeah. Yeah, it's um, just fucking dense, incredibly dense. And so, yeah, I, I, I appreciated this. I was sitting down and I was just like, oh, fuck, like I'm in for a really good ride. So I think, yeah, visually, like, uh, what did you think about it? Because I think it looks fantastic. It looks like, fantastic. Yeah, it's just yeah. so great. So what I, I, I know motion smoothing, it's a sin to use motion smoothing on your television. I like turning it on for animation because it's already removed from reality. It's animated. Um, and I feel like it just kind of makes it look a little more expensive or something like I'm, these are the frames they couldn't afford to animate. I'm adding. Um, so yeah, I turned motion smoothing on slightly for this. I like to keep it pretty low, but, um, when I turned it on, I noticed the CG work a lot more for, for whatever reason, I wasn't really noticing it when I, when it was just like, uh, you know, 24 frames per second or whatever. But once Mm. I smooth things out, maybe it has something to do with the quality of the lighting where, there's just this, uh, I don't know, y- y- you can tell, for whatever reason, I could tell that when things were computer animated, and it didn't look bad. Like, I think it's a really, I think the way they blend CG with uh, cell animation is, like, really well done here. Um, yeah. Yeah, mostly pretty seamless. I've, it feels like a lot of background stuff is CG, and then also, you know, when we're seeing the transforming city, transforming Tokyo, a lot of that stuff is CG, too. But, but yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, it looks absolutely gorgeous and then we get a lot of like new shots and new details of yeah like i say like just the minutia of the nerve or the tokyo 3 kind of just like just seeing just like the the density of all of that is, is always this really good eye candy um what i was gonna say um yeah i was gonna mention the lighting looks really good mm-hmm. i like just when the scene where uh shinji goes to deliver the ids to ray's house and just like the light kind of peeking through like one of the like little slits of in the window just like looks really just like natural yeah just like there's little moments like that where just the detail feels just like it i I mentioned miyazaki earlier when i was like yeah it just feels like just like a a master class of kind of animation and just it it's an extra treat that we get to have like these really really spectacular action sequences and moments with the Ava fighting off the angels and everything. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really like a satisfying watch, but yeah, as far as like getting into the lore of Evangelion and 
all of those ideas it is kind of like you're dipping your toe into it and it's the movie's moving at a pace where it kind of yeah. it's not really concerned if you are unfamiliar you with this it. or not which i think yeah. is kind of cool like <laughs> yeah. uh it's not spoon feeding you anything you have to you just gotta fucking pay attention and i apparently <laughs> yeah. didn't uh, there's yeah. some stuff i've missed out on but i'm still i'm gonna watch the next three and i'm sure um you know those will add some clarity some things will come into focus for me um, I hope I don't have to rely on a Wikipedia to understand what's going on here. But um Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I think yeah, just rewatches and just kinda just trying to figure out what the intention is and yeah. And like all of the fucking Catholic iconography is just like it's adding yet another layer of complexity where it's like, okay, well now I gotta I'm having a hard enough time just learning the lore. Now I gotta unpack like what what is the authorial intent behind yeah. all of this stuff. Uh yeah. Tying it and into, I'm, you know, religious mythology and stuff. I yeah, I was thinking a lot about The Matrix and sort of how that film has this religious thing with yeah, Neo sort of being dense. the chosen one and like kind of this whole rebirth. And like this is not like quite dealing with like a rebirth, but it is sort of like, yeah, a chosen one sort of being thrust into this in this world and thrust into this position and having just to deal with this entirely new set of issues and yeah, just then putting crosses everywhere just doesn't help because it's just like okay, it's just like, <laughs> it's like God damn, what does that mean? <laughs> it's crosses every like fucking five minutes, and so yeah, it's like even the name Lilith, like that's biblical, right? Believe so. Uh, I'm not. I'm not religious at all. Okay, and okay, variously depicted as the mother of Adam's demonic offspring, following his separation from Eve oh, as, or as his first wife. Yeah, that's what I've. That's the part I've heard is that like okay, she was Adam's first wife. And then uh, demons kind of came from her. Um, and so, if humans are <laughs> the product of Lilith in Evangelion, then that's saying something. Yeah. Um, Demonic presence. And the angels are trying to destroy us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to rid the earth of the demons. Whoever named these people, these you know entities did not have a positive view of humanity. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And they're keeping Lilith on a cross underground. I know what I was going to mention. Um, when I first started watching this, um, by default, uh, Amazon plays this with the English uh, English voices. And, yeah. and so if you're this far in the episode and if you're thinking about watching this film, I highly, highly recommend to switch that to the Japanese mm-hmm. and, the, and to have the um, original voice actors because it, it completely changes the experience. Like I think the dub for the uh, show was good for the English voices, but for the movie, I don't know. It's just... A different cast of actors and they're just the it just was kind of off and so if you're new to this i would highly recommend listening to this with the subtitles listening watching this movie with the japanese audio with the English yeah. subtitles that's how i recommend watching it um when i went to the audio <clears throat> settings it doesn't say the word japanese in english yeah. characters it says in kanji so i had yeah, to look yeah. up like okay which one of these is japanese i kind of just <laughs> yeah. like listened for it i was like oh yeah so i think this is right and then i looked it up yeah, but I was going to mention if um, any fans of the show are, I don't know if you've, you haven't seen any of the other films. You, uh, was I this have the not. first time the first time them? I'm watching the rebuild. Okay, because I was curious. I was like, I wonder if you knew anything. Cause, like, my favorite episode of the show is a one called Mind Matching Moment. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you're super familiar with the show, but essentially. Oh, that's uh, the dance one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like my. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite fucking things ever because it's like such a good episode of Evangelion, but it's just like just such yeah. a fun like piece of like television. It's just like such a good story 
compact but i was just like i hope i was like i was kind of scared i was like i wonder if that's gonna i feel like tacked. that's gonna get cut <laughs> yeah or it's like, like it's like is that gonna survive like is that gonna be a part of these films moving forward or something but i don't know but because it's like it's because that episode's really fun but it's fun as an episode i feel like it would be a hard thing to incorporate into a longer movie unless yeah. like unless it's like a two and a half hour movie um yeah <laughs> just take the detour it's like just yeah leave this intact as it is because i just love everything about that so much it's like one of my favorite episodes of tv but yeah. yeah that yeah that was my last parting thought about um you are not alone uh, what have you been watching this week um so i watched yesterday i watched licorice pizza the new paul thomas anderson movie awesome um and it was fucking great like I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I think he's probably the greatest living American filmmaker. <laughs> um, okay. High praise. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, I think about that longer and it's like, well, like Scorsese's still alive. There's like still a lot of like people who are alive. Uh, but <laughs> it's true. But yeah, PTA is fan- fucking fantastic. He's yeah, so yeah. fucking talented. Um, and Licorice Pizza. Th- have you seen like some of the controversy around this movie? No, I was actually kind of staying away from it trying to go in blind because i i've i know his movies are literally like they're they're of a different pedigree and so every time i watch them there is like i fall in love with them and so i wanted to kind of go in not knowing too mm-hmm. much about it i just i've seen the trailer on tv a ton like they're playing it on tv every single day so okay i really want to watch it so i'm a little yeah i'm not sure how much i should say then um regarding the controversy <laughs> maybe maybe when you watch it you'll know immediately there's like two scenes in particular where there's just been a lot of back and forth about like what do we make of this like what is it depicting how are we supposed to feel about it uh is the director effective in what he's uh... oh you can tell me i'm now i'm curious yeah. <laughs> okay so there's there's a there's a character who does something really fucking racist in the movie okay, okay. um and it is excruciating like I, I like so so david chen from slash film podcast he wrote a review where he was saying something along the lines of how he was uh, so so the character does an offensive Japanese accent and David Chen, he's Asian. He was saying that he was in a crowd of mostly white people and that when this scene happened, a lot of those white people were laughing and that for the rest of the movie, he was just thinking about that laughter. Um, gotcha. When I saw it, it was fucking silent when this scene happened. I think everyone was just like, what the fuck is this? Huh, okay. uh, Cause that was definitely my reaction was like, holy, like, it, like having heard about the controversy, I it was way worse like the scene played out way worse than I had thought it would be where'd you um, see it? I saw it at uh, Piedmont okay uh, and yeah so that scene played out way worse than I thought it would and I honestly think you can cut it out because this the, the movie is pretty shapeless it's it's kind of a hangout movie like you're just hanging out with these two characters um, but uh, so I feel like there's a, there's a lot of detours in this movie, and I feel like with that you could probably cut it out. And it feels like ultimately, the point of the scene is to set up a punchline later in the movie that is kind of underwhelming, and I feel like doesn't justify, hmm. uh, you know, putting your audience through what is it very uncomfortable, <laughs> uh, and you know, for a lot of people, genuinely offensive. Um, right. I'm curious, yeah, because if I see it, I'm probably going to see it on this side of the Caldecott Tunnel, so it'll most likely be an audience of per, a majority of white people, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious. And I think my audience was mostly white. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, Piedmont, for sure. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great but, theater. Uh, love, love Piedmont theater. <laughs> 
but shout out shout out to y'all yeah so there's some controversy around that and there's controversy just about the fact that it's about a 15 year old boy who's having this you know kind of relationship with a 25 year old woman um sweet and but i think so much of the movie is just about like the power dynamics of you know you have this older woman whose life is kind of a mess um and this teenage boy who's like actually really on his shit (laughs) and like he's like a little entrepreneur and he's like uh pretty well off so he's very empowered to pursue all of these ideas he has um and so yeah like this woman it feels like a lot of what she has is her seniority but uh I don't know. There's like this push and pull between them in terms of their power dynamics. And it's, yeah, it's just a really fucking interesting movie. I've been thinking about it all day. I, I really, really loved it. And Sweet, there's, yeah. there's, there's moments where there's a lot of running in this movie, which is kind of weird. Like everyone's <laughs> running around Los Angeles. Uh, you cannot get anywhere by running in Los Angeles, <laughs> but, um, but the moments where they're running around, it feels like sentimental in a way that almost feels cheap and artificial. Like, like it's like elevated in a way that is meant to feel really good. And I, I think a lesser filmmaker, you would see this stuff and you would write it off as like cheap sentimentality, but because everything is done so fucking well, like because Paul Thomas Anderson is so fucking talented, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, they're fucking running everywhere, <laughs> like whatever, <laughs> like and I, I just you just love spending time with the characters, and so it works. Um, so Sweet. yeah, it's a yeah. testament to why characters are so important. <laughs> um, but yeah, loved Licorice Pizza. Go check it out. Nice. Yeah, definitely gotta do that. Uh, how um, about you? Uh, I haven't really been watching much. I've uh, been trying to tackle like a like a stack of books i have a lot of books i've accumulated over the past year or so bought a lot of books during quarantine surprise surprise and so now i'm trying to actually fucking read them um and so currently i'm working my way through the graphic novel akira and i just finished uh the third book it's in six pieces and akira is one of my favorite films we've been talking about evangelion today so it's kind of uh, appropriate to bring it up uh it's a similar themes kind of teenagers uh, con- <laughs> confronting the apocalypse and dealing with you know world ending situations and government conspiracies and sort of just being wrapped up in things that are sort of above their head and um yeah akira uh, make sure look at this guy uh, guys uh katsuhiro otomo yeah his his take on it is a little bit different it's more like body horror and a little bit more focused on just like kind of just yeah, body horror is a big uh, aspect of Akira and just sort of just the uncontrollable aspects of power yeah. and like this tele- uh, telekinesis and those kind of things. And yeah, the graphic novel is just really gorgeous and it, it has a lot of things in common with Evangelion where there's just frames that are just like filled with the detail of the city and just the, the, the lines and the shading are just like gorgeous. And there's a lot of storytelling just with how things are set. And I think that's one thing that a lot of these... Uh, things get right is like if you're gonna have like this anime and to do like something set in this 
kind of like futuristic apocalyptic kind of Tokyo, then make it kind of dark and moody and kind of have these things feel really dangerous and scary. Because like a lot of anime can feel very bright and, uh, you know, sugar-coated and really silly. And so I, I really appreciate, I think you can kind of appreciate this sentiment too, because, you know, you liked Paranoia Asian, so you're more, you're more into, like, you know, if we're going to do animation and do anime, have it be more a little more dark and brooding. And Akira sort of fits perfectly within that, I think. And it's, like, one of the things I love about, like, comic books and manga and anime um, yeah. is just, well, mostly comic books and manga is you could fucking portray whatever you want. <laughs> like, yeah. like the budget is kind of limitless with drawings. Um, so you can convey very bizarre, extreme, strange, wild, fantastic ideas. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, that's why I like a lot of horror manga. Uh, it's just because it's like it, nightmares being sp- spit onto the page. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's a little bit of that with, uh, you know, just, yeah, specifically with just, like, uh, Tetsuo's body sort of just being out of control or just, like, you know, just sort of just dealing with just the the power surges of these children and just, yeah, people just getting shredded with gunfire by, like, you know, the military police or something like that. It's just all of the, it's all depicted just really beautifully. And, yeah, I'm, like, about to start uh, volume four, really looking forward to finishing it. Um, so I'm doing that, and I just ordered... Uh, a graphic novel by the name of Spider-Man Life Story. I don't mm-hmm. know if I mentioned this on the episode before, and I'm not sure if you've heard of this, but basically the uh, setup is, oh yeah, 1962, Peter Parker, he's 15 years old, he gets bit by the spider, and he becomes Spider-Man. But what if we aged him in real time and in like in present oh, day okay. now he's like he's like in his 60s and he's still Spider-Man dealing with, you know, the issues of the extended Marvel universe or whatever. Yeah. And so when I found out about that concept, I purchased it like immediately. Cause I was like, this is the kind of the, the kind of content I'm getting more interested in, especially like I love superheroes and love comic books, but um, yeah, we've been oversaturated with them. So to have like these alternative sort of versions and get these narratives that are, you know, taking a completely different take on it is just, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Like I was reading a novel I got in South Korea called Batman the World and it's basically a collection of Batman stories from different artists and writers all over the world so there's like one from Brazil one from Germany there's one from China and it's just like you get these different takes of Bruce Wayne and these different takes of Gotham and these different takes of Batman that are just that's the kind of refreshing comic book content that I'm kind of looking for right now so yeah really looking forward to Spider-Man life story it's in the mail can't wait to read it but yeah it's been yeah surprisingly not watching this is the first movie i watched this year so i'm looking forward to watching some more um well i'm gonna need a status update on demon souls what's going on with oh. demon souls <laughs> um so yeah uh beat the spider uh so yeah demon oh, okay. uh, souls spoilers uh because <laughs> it's free talk here so yeah beat the spider beat the tower knight yeah hey, i'm at the point where i feel like I'm like I'm over the hump, and now I'm like I'm at the point where I was like this. I felt silly for disliking and being yeah. aggravated by this game in uh-huh. the past because now it's I'm at this pure fun zone where it's like okay, I don't need tutorials to tell me. I, I like I think I have enough information yeah. to kind of just. How are go you? Around. How's your character? What What are you doing? So I um I pick the magician class as you okay. suggested. So it's kind of go with the easier. <laughs> some did you do royal class. or magician? Just magician. Okay, I did magician. Royal, royal, I think is a little better, but I, I chose magician also, um, and it was fine. Yeah, 
yeah, magician doesn't have like the MP regen. Yeah, it just has. So I think yeah, I think it, it kind of balances. So yeah, I've been doing magician and just pushing strength and luck and trying. Interesting. To, okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna? Um, wow, you're gonna do a luck build. Do you know about not, like the sword? Not heavy on okay. it. More heavy on honestly, probably. Uh, what's it? Vitality, then strength, and then. Luck. Okay. All right. So you're not doing like a, a caster necessarily. You're going. You're gonna make a fighter kind of. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay. A fighter that has magic in the back pocket. Okay. I, I, I always like to kind of do that. Yeah. Because I like, I like the swords. That's a better way to sword, play. Uh, the like, swords are more fun to use. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be harder, but uh, you're going to learn the game better. Because one of the problems with... So I was recommending you do the mage route, because okay. it makes the game really easy. But yeah. one of the problems with that is you're going to reach points where you're not going to just be able to use magic. And if you, ha if you don't have the prior experience from having played the game you know fighting with swords and stuff then you're gonna get kind of get fucked over you might hit a wall uh okay, so it's so probably better that you're playing this way um well i have to tell you about this moment when i was playing and i was like going through and killing all these skulls and collecting items and i'm getting the pine grass i'm like okay cool got my health and i'm like what is this fucking thing called pine resin like what is this oh, this yeah. strange <laughs> item called pine resin that i have 15 of and like i'm in like this dark area and i like <laughs> press it on accident and he fucking lights his sword on fire and i was like i had the um, moment i was like holy yeah. shit i was so, like this game is dope <laughs> so how did you beat the first boss like did you because he's because you, you'll see messages on the ground saying weak to fire were you just like throwing firebombs at it i'm talking about the phalanx yeah the phalanx yeah, I was kind of, yeah, it's kind of ran around, picked off some of the smaller guys, and okay. then as the center got more available, I just, yeah, did some magic and kind of just, yeah, bounced between magic and slashing. Yeah, like the way a lot of people fight it is like you get the pine resin, you light your sword on fire, and then you just yeah. run in. <laughs> yeah, like that was like honestly one of my favorite video game moments in just recent like, Holy memory. shit. Because like, I was just like, okay, this, this is the kind of game I like, it had been looking for but just didn't really know i needed and so yeah. yeah it's fucking it's so much fun yeah and like yeah I'm, I'm getting some parts where it is challenging like uh i can't really name all the areas off the top of my head but um there's one was like the grim reaper guy and he's like has like the there's like there's a grim reaper there's like a the top area where there's like two long yeah, pathway. Yeah. yeah so like i'm going in that area and i like i can't there's i'm hitting a wall where i keep okay. fucking dying so um i was grinding in that area <laughs> um yeah. because that grim reaper he'll die well from the character i had he would die to like two shots of like soul arrow or whatever yeah so yeah. i would just like run in run past the guys who are up top jump down and then just shoot him a couple times yeah. and then I get a bunch of souls and I I think I bought like a miracle that makes me just like warp back to the nexus so I would just run in kill that guy warp back to the nexus run in kill that guy warp back to the nexus Sweet. and I just grinded there for a while but uh, yeah and the manta rays are cool and shooting yeah. those guys yeah it's, it's a lot of fun I'm really looking forward to to beating it actually I'm doing like video game kind of chores right now where it's like i just want to beat miles morales i'm like right at the end where i just want to beat it uninstall it so i can put other stuff on my ps5 yeah and, so, and just focus on demon souls and probably get bloodborne yeah i'm playing ratchet and clank rift apart um oh, cool. i think i'm more than halfway through it and i just i shouldn't have started it but i just like couldn't <laughs> help myself i started ghost of tsushima and uh i'm really enjoying it so far but like the reason I'm saying I shouldn't have started it is because Elden Ring comes out in February and I want to yeah. be able to like 
I don't want to be so have so many games like on the back burner that like I I I don't know. I feel guilty yeah. for neglecting games that I start. <laughs> yeah, we have like, this residual guilt from our '90s childhood, where it's yeah. like, well, you bought the game, you should at least. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, now it's it. like you buy a game for like ten dollars on Steam. It's like whatever. Yeah. Although with PS Five, I guess you're spending more. I I, I jumped in on that uh buy two get one free sale at a. Uh, GameStop for used games. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I bought Deathloop, Guardians, the Galaxy, and Last of Us Part Two, which I never played. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want to play that as well. So yeah, those like are sitting aside for after Elden Ring. For after Elden Ring. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, it's gonna when, uh, it's gonna take over my life. So when in February does it come out? Um, uh, let me see. I don't know. My buddies are like, you got to request the day off so we can play. <laughs> Oh, so it's 24th, February 24th. 24th. Okay, so I've got plenty of time to finish Rift Apart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So uh, I think I'm not sure whose choice. Oh, yeah. I don't know either. So flip a coin. (laughs) Uh, We could settle it now. I could flip. uh, I don't have a coin on it. (laughs) Start a new new for 2022. Yeah. You have a coin? You want to do a coin toss? I don't have one. I have this. Coinless. I have this thing. I think it's part of a hard drive. It's 2022. <laughs> I am absolutely coinless at the moment. We'll say this uh, smaller part is tails and the bigger part is heads. Sure. Okay. Are you heads or tails? You're going to call it a heads. Head? Call it a year. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Tails. It is tails. <laughs> okay. So it's my choice. Yeah, your choice. Fuck, let's watch Akira next week. Akira, all right, let's do it. I'm totally yeah. down. Yeah. One of my favorite films. Gorgeous animated animation. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me look at my notes here. All right, so this has been episode 67 of Vague Zone. If you would like to contact us, you can email us, vaguezonepod at gmail.com. You can email us, sorry, you can hit us up at Twitter, at VagueZone. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or movie suggestions, let us know. Always looking for a new film or franchise to watch. So yeah, join us next week. We'll be checking out the film Akira. I'm Thomas. And I'm Daniel. We'll catch you on the next one. Cool.